0: Welcome to A to Z Sports, powered by the BetMGM app. I'm Austin Stanley. He's Zach Bingham. Make sure you follow us all over social media as we are Nashville's On Demand Sports Talk Network going live weekday mornings at 8 a.m. Central Time. Got to thank our sponsors because they make it happen for us and they help you guys out, especially around the holidays, like Wilson County Hyundai had a viewer reach out to us over the weekend saying, hey, I need help from Wilson County Hyundai. They can do that. They can help you out and make them a part of your new car buying process or service needs in Lebanon or at WilsonCountyHyundai.com. The Bone & Joint Institute, BoneAndJointTN.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Farm Bureau Health Plans, get better with Farm Bureau Health Plans. That means better coverage rates and service with your health plans. FBHP.com slash ATOZ. And Hughes & Coleman Injury Lawyers, the official injury lawyers of the Tennessee Titans, if you've been injured in a car wreck. Call them for a free case consultation at 800-800-4600. So, Zach, the title of today's show, the Titans' embarrassing loss to the Jags, uh, puts this season on the ropes. And, uh, and we'll talk more about uh, the the long-term uh, of this loss and the impact of the four games the Titans still have remaining on the schedule. But three weeks ago, the Titans were 7-3 and off of their most impressive win, in of the season at Green Bay, 27 points scored. The Titans defense played great against Aaron Rodgers, uh, and then ever since it's been really, really ugly. And the Titans lose uh, with four turnovers in the game. Three of those turnovers coming in the first half. Let's go ahead and jump to Mike Vrabel on the turnover situation that happened yesterday at Nissan Stadium. Mike, the three turnovers there in the first uh,
1: half—that uh, the tail of the game. Well, it's a large part of the game, um, but it's not, you know, I mean, we, we have to be able to get some turnovers. We have to be able to find a way to, you know, to get our hand on the football. You know, I mean, we, we batted one um, early uh, on third down, and then we batted one uh, late, and then we had an interception that went through our hands that, uh, you know, turned into a touchdown. So it's, uh, it's, it's, it's obviously very complimentary. Um, it starts with taking care of the football, without question. Uh, And and then we have to be able to, um, to find a way to get a stop, you know, force them to kick a field goal um, and, and not turn those turnovers, let those be touchdowns.
0: So Zach, what's your reaction to Mike Vrabel right there talking about the three turnovers and how they impacted the game?
2: Well, usually they're good at protecting the football. You know, they're, they're not one of those teams that gives the ball away very easily. You've got to earn it. And they were careless, right? The miscommunication between Ryan Tannehill and NWI was on the Titans. That was not on the Jags. Jags, right place, right time, boom, catch the football interception turnover, right? You know, Derrick Henry refumbled the football, as we saw. Dennis Daly takes credit for that sack fumble because his blocking or lack thereof on the left side of the offensive line. All of these things culminated in, in what we saw. And, you know, I, I think... I think looking at that yesterday, it was uncharacteristic, but the Titans know that they can't do that. And they really couldn't afford to do that. They were in a two game losing streak, they had already gotten punched in the mouth. So, like, they didn't need another punch to the face mm. by a lesser opponent in the Jacksonville Jaguars. And, you know, I bring up what Lucas says. And I said this at the beginning of the season going through Murderer's Row, you know, you can say J Rob is gone, but Murderer's Row proved to be a little bit different. And the, the Los Angeles Chargers, you don't want to be the last nail or one of the last nails, at least, in this murderer's row, losing to Cincinnati, then following up, getting destroyed by Philly, a much better football team, then getting destroyed by the Jacksonville Jaguars, a much lesser football team. And then you've got a Chargers team on the horizon in L.A. that is desperate, and they are desperate to win games to make the playoffs. That's not a good team to face, and they have an adequate offense to score points. What the Titans do not have is the ability to commit turnovers and then get back into the football game. And I think that's the story of what yesterday is. But we knew that before the game even kicked off. We just saw it real live and in person.
0: Yeah, it's like with the turnovers, everybody is just sitting there waiting for Dennis Daly to give up an egregious sack and put Tannehill uh, set up on a tee for some... Lucky uh, defensive edge rusher. And that happened on the second uh, possession, of, the, or I guess the third possession of the game for the Titans there that allowed the Jags to get in the end zone pretty quickly. Then, I don't know if you saw or heard Ryan Tannehill's explanation of the interception NWI. It was that Tannehill was asked uh, if that was an audible, if, if NWI thought it was going to be a run because it looked like he was trying to throw a block on a safety and, in, and Tannehill said, now that was a pass all the way. We just weren't on the same page. So I think you squarely <laughs> without answer, squarely put the interception on Nick Westbrook-Kine. And then Derrick Henry has now fumbled. If you include the botched direct snap, Derrick Henry has three fumbles in three games. And is that alarming? Is it a trend? Uh, why is Derrick Henry fumbling? He got away with the first one because Burke's, was Johnny on the spot and jumped on it in the end zone. But I honestly didn't like the way Derrick Henry responded to that. And Derrick Henry was asked, what happened on the fumble? Did you just not expect to see the hit? He goes, well, you know, it was coming off of a broken tackle. And yeah, I wasn't expecting it. So it's almost like Derrick Henry gave himself credit for breaking a tackle, but then as an excuse of the well, fumble that was Look, created. I said
2: yesterday in the postgame show, that the Jags earned that fumble. Todd Downing put... The Titans, Ryan Tannehill, and Derrick Henry in a bad spot with the trick play. Yeah, agree. Who caused that fumble. Yeah. So, like, there are two different sides to that story, right? Whose fault? And, you know, you could sit here and, and look at, we know Dennis Daly, that was his fault. That was the Titans' fault for that sack fumble. That was a bad block, if you want to even call that a block, by an inadequate left tackle that has to protect your quarterback's blindside, right? Right. That that's just cold cold hard facts. Brian Tannehill told us, as you just mentioned, that was the Titans' fault with N.W.I. Yeah. They were not on the same page. The Derrick Henry one again, I, I that was a good play by the Jags. The ball popped right into their hands. It was on the sidelines. Derrick Henry was turned. The
0: the, the defenders swarmed to the football. Credit them. That's yeah. that, that's their. Yeah, credit. but again, like Derrick Henry, how many how many times has Derrick Henry broken tackles and not fumbled? You know, like look at
2: that, look at that particular situation. I I Uh, don't care. It's a situation where... hat on on ball, hat will always win. (laughs) It's just it's it's physics. So that's exactly what that happened. And then the final fumble, again, I that's Todd Downing. That that is putting guys in spots where they're not ready to be. And 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 Derrick Henry was not ready for that snap. And you can't afford that type of play call at that moment in the game. And I think that was revealing. So majority Austin, I say three out of four, those were caused by the Tennessee Titans. You can't do that the way that this team is structured.
0: Yeah. A to Z sports here live on this Monday. Let's get to this other Mike Vrabel uh, quote here because Mike Vrabel was asked about his words. He used after the loss of the Eagles about the crossroads and uh this rabel response i found very interesting the guys they had to make decisions while they were at a crossroads what did they tell you with their play today
1: well there's a lot of good things out there today we moved the football uh, got some some stops early i thought i thought how we came out and, and played early um was positive um not not good enough with the turnovers not good enough to start the the second half defensively um so we'll get after a lot of those things corrected. First time you lost three in a row since you Anybody else here?
0: Wasn't having that follow-up question, which was an absolute fair question. Well, it didn't Paul answer Clark. the first question. <laughs> no, no. And again, uh, I will say this. Mike Vrabel did answer uh, the the three losses in a row question later on in the press conference when Paul asked it for a second time but i thought the i thought the answer to the first question was absolute garbage like so it, again mike vrabel used the word we're at a crossroads we have to figure out you know what direction we want to go the rest of the season and that was a message to the locker room do you want to buck up and fight through it or do you want to fold like a like a beach chair and Paul presented the question. Mike Vrabel talked about, yeah, like moved the ball a lot in the first half. Yeah, but your three turnovers when you were moving the ball shot yourself in the foot and gave the Jags a six point halftime lead. I just thought it was ridiculous the way that Vrabel handled that in the situation on the heels of three consecutive losses.
2: The Tennessee Titans can't afford to do that, right? like some other teams with adequate offenses, they can get by with several turnovers and still be in the game against a Jacksonville Jaguars type team. The The Titans don't have that luxury because they're talentless. They get down by 14. Again, if you get down by 14, the Titans usually have a 14% chance of coming back and winning that game. That I'm sticking. It's the 14-14 rule. And until the roster changes... And until the play changes and the play calling changes on the offensive side of the football, the 14 and 14 rule will be in place. That's not a good percentage, Austin. If you only have a 14% chance to win the, this football, and this is my percentage, this is no analytics. This is stone cold two eyes. This is Zach Bingham, one, two, 14, 14. If the Titans are down 14, you got a 14% chance to come back and win this game because that's how the Titans are Structured. That's just who they are. That as a offense, as the firepower, as the setup of run first, like you, you can't run your yourself back into a, a football game. And Derrick Henry, the most glaring stat that solidifies that 14 and 14 rule is we talked about it yesterday on the post game show. The man had 96 yards in the first quarter. He had a total of 119 yards at halftime. Derrick Henry, your bread and butter, your bell cow back had two yards rushing in the third and fourth quarter combined. That tells me that when you get behind, you ditch the run. Oh, wow, yeah, because you got you to gotta pass the football. Well, because of the turnovers, they don't have the talent around Derrick Henry when they can't use Derrick Henry to get back into the game. And we saw that yesterday, and it caught up to him. So the Crossroads question, which was warranted by Paul Kowarski, which was not answered in that moment by Mike Vrabel, what were the bad things that you guys did besides the turnovers? That would have been one of the questions. Like, okay, take the turnovers off the the plate. What are the other – because there are a ton of bad stuff all over this game. When you get beat by the Jags the way that they did, when you get beat thirty-six to twenty-two, you got bigger problems, my friend.
0: Absolutely, A to Z Sports. All right, let's get to uh, you guys more involved here in the chat on Facebook, mm-hmm. YouTube, and Twitch, and ask you this question: What was the worst part about the Titans' blowout loss to the Jags? What was the worst part about the Titans' blowout loss to the Jags? But first, let me tell you guys about our friends. At the Boning Joint Institute, if you ever get hurt in life, you got to go to the Boning Joint Institute. And don't wait. Don't wait too long. I waited probably three to four weeks too long this summer when I was dealing with plantar fasciitis in my foot. Uh, and then I went to the Boning Joint Institute, got what I needed there. They helped me get back and I'm, I'm good, right? Like they helped me get back and heal my injury where I can go do whatever exercise I want to do in pain-free situations. They can do the same thing for you. Don't fumble in your recovery like I kind of did, waiting too long. Go check them out, boneandjointtn.org. They've got specialists that know what to do with any type of injury and however it occurs, whether it's your foot, your knee, your ankle, your hip, your shoulder, uh, your elbow, your neck, your spine, concussions. They got it all, boneandjointtn.org.
2: MGM, they've got it all too. Use the promo code ATOZsports. They're the king of sportsbooks. Right there at the bottom of your screen, you can download the app in your app store, whether it is your Android or Apple app store. Use that promo code A T O Z Sports. That's all one word. No spaces. That's the promo code you need. They are the king of sports books. That's BetMGM. All
0: right. We're asking you guys what was the worst part about the Titans blowout loss to the Jags yesterday? A lot of comments uh, flying in as uh, you guys watching here live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Uh, I'm going to start, you know, Matt Drew says defense can't make any stops. Um, Roy says the DBs were bad yesterday. No one had an answer for the one guy. I guess the one guy being uh, two guys, you know, Evan Ingram had a, had a career day and I forgot that Evan Ingram retired and then came back. I forgot about that. And then that's what happened. Uh, And then Zay Jones had a nice day. The only thing that could guard or stop Zay Jones was Nissan stadium, slippery grass. Uh, Walter, uh, Walter says the three and outs hurt, uh, were the worst thing about the Titans. And then Bradley just says everything. Uh, David says Zach summarized it perfectly. The Titans' woes for the last five years, uh, taking the field, the blown lead from Titan up. Um, let's see. Vrabel says uh, – Sheila says Vrabel won't take responsibility ever. Why? I, I you know, he doesn't take full responsibility at times, uh, but, you know, he can only say so much as the head coach up there not making the turnovers themselves. Oh, uh, let's see. What was the the worst part about the Titans' blowout loss? Lucas says, pass defense can't stop anyone. Steven says, Derek Henry's fumbles. Howling Wolf says, turnovers. Ryan says, Daly's still being on the team. No prep pass rush from Teddy Wap. Andre says, more injuries. Zach, what's your answer to the question?
2: Mine is Evan Ingram. Evan Ingram single-handedly destroyed the Titans. Two touchdowns. That's 14 points. Titans lost by 14. 162 yards receiving. That's almost half of Trevor Lawrence's passing yards. 368. The man threw for 368 yards. We, I know how bad the offense is. I don't need to know anymore. I know that they can't come from behind. But it's the defense's job to not put them in that situation. David Long Jr. was missing. I mean, you could tell that. That was, you know, that was uh, that is a main centerpiece of this Titans defense, and they didn't have him. David Long Jr. is much better than Rashawn Evans that was drafted in the first round by John Robinson. And we know that. That's a fact. There is no that is a hard fact. Evan Ingram destroyed the Tennessee Titans. And you can't have a tight end like Evan Ingram. Evan Ingram is not Travis Kelsey or George Kittle or those type of guys, or even Dalton Schultz. He's not that guy. <laughs> like, he, he's not. Like, Evan Ingram should not destroy you for a buck 62 and two touchdowns. The man was targeted 15 times. <laughs> like, like Doug Peterson knew, and this is a good half. It wasn't even an adjustment. It was just like more, more, more. Evan Ingram had double the targets of robert woods who had seven which was the most on the titans team let that sink in there's a lot of like let that sink in type moments from this game robert woods had seven targets he led the titans in targets evan ingram had over double that with 15 162 they kept like bravo to doug peterson and and trevor lawrence the offense was like well let's just keep doing what works and they actually, the broadcasters said it at the start of the second half. Uh, And I don't know if you're – you and people were listening. They were sitting there saying, man, Doug Peterson, he goes into halftime and he's like, we just need to do more. Like, <laughs> I don't – he's looking at his – I think they said they're looking at their play sheet saying, well, look, we can do this, 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 and this, and this. Like, it was – that is the worst thing that happened yesterday. Evan freaking Ingram. That's my – story, and
0: I'm sticking to it. Yeah. While Evan Ingram was lethal uh, yesterday, I think the worst thing that happened in that game were Derrick Henry's fumbles. That was the turning point. You know, everybody's, they have like the segment, the the turning point of the game. Derrick Henry's fumble the first time was a massive, massive turning point.
2: I think no, no, real quick. I think it should have been Evan Ingram getting out of bed. He's like, that's if uh, there was a turning Evan point. Evan
0: Ingram <laughs> arrives to Nissan Stadium.
2: You know, ah, uh, no, no. This is actually in his hotel room. He wakes up. He's like, ah, this is well, the turning see, point then, what, for the oh. Jacksonville Jaguars against the Tennessee Titans in a in a week whatever showdown yeah, like, and, that uh, is the
0: turning point. The broadcast brought up Evan Ingram using the, the flashing lights. Do you remember like we, <laughs> yeah, yeah. we used those a few years ago to do some things. And like, that was the turning point. Evan Ingram getting in the zone. Cause he's got the strobe glasses <laughs> to catch tennis balls on one knee and pregame warmups. I was for the record. I think the best part of the broadcast is when the announcers were off and all we had was game audio and, and, uh, and crowd noise for three plays. But so, no, the Derrick Henry fumbles lost the Titans the game because that is where the the avalanche began and where the game ended. Because Derrick Henry fumbling, going towards the goal line, you know, approaching the 20-yard line right before half with a chance to build on the lead you had, you had already overcame the interception thrown. You'd already overcame the fumble on the strip sack that Daly gave up. You had a one-point lead after those two ridiculous turnovers. Then your best player gave the ball up, and then the Jags, instead of being down by eight potentially, were up by six. And then when the Jags were building on their lead, the Titans had the ball in the fourth quarter, and you're thinking, the Titans have to be damn near perfect on offense in this fourth quarter, at least to start the fourth quarter, to have somewhat of a shot. Somewhat of a shot. And what happens? The snap was low, but Derrick Henry had himself admitted he should have fallen on the football. So Derrick Henry had two fumbles. Bad snap, he lost it though, right? So those two fumbles from Derrick Henry being your best player really, really lost you the football game because who knows how the game would have played out if the Titans could have continued to build on the 230-plus yards they had on offense in the first half if Derrick Henry did not fumble going into the red zone at the end of the second quarter. Austin,
2: that's the systemic problem of the Tennessee Titans. When Derrick Henry plays poor, they have nothing. They get their ass beat. There's There's no it's close or they've got a striking shot. It's a problem, and that's why John Robinson's fired. You don't win. I've been screaming this from the rooftops for a long time, Austin. But You've even heard me. then, you can't again, win
0: playing this way. But even then, the 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 crappy offensive roster that was assembled by John Robinson had 230 yards in the first half, and their best player cost them seven more points. They could have 21 points in the first half and a bunch of yards. But Derrick Henry, Derrick Henry messed that up. Do,
2: It doesn't doesn't matter. Like, now we're at a point where it doesn't matter. And I hate that, but the Titans are who they are. And, Austin, here's the analogy that I was going to say yesterday on the post-game show. I've got it, all right. right? Yeah. And maybe this will change because of what happened last week. But you know what this team really reminds me of? The Alabama Crimson Tide and Nick Saban had to adapt to college football. And th- they were a run first play defense, didn't need an all-star quarterback. And until Lane Kiffin came in, and that period of time for Alabama, they changed their philosophy on football. The Titans are now they're a couple of years late. That's the problem, right? <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. that is the issue. They've got an outstanding running back. They absolutely have to dare use Derrick Henry. But they have not adapted their mindset and their philosophy on football. And you saw what Alabama did because they've got a good head coach, good program, whatever it is. And I hate Alabama. I went to old mess. I don't like them, but damn it, you got to respect them for what they do. They changed. Their turning point that they shifted in their in their program's history was that. You hope that what happened last week with John Robinson, that you can bring somebody else in to now change the football philosophy of this team. I will say this one more thing. Their football philosophy needed to be changed in 2013-2014 when John Robinson you know, was hired and changed all the trajectory of J-Rob hired in
0: 2016. The first movie made was go trade for DeMarco Murray to establish that type of credibility on the field and the locker room. So
2: they got through the 2013, 2014, really like lowest points, right? Where they were just spinning their tires. And then John Robinson got them out of that. Well, now, and this happens a lot in football, you got to level up, right? You have to continuously level up. Once you figure out what the ceiling of somebody is, you've got to go adapt. You have to change. You cannot keep doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. And I'm I applaud Amy Adams Strunk for realizing that when she did after she gave him an extension for 4 years, yeah. but she eventually realized it and this kind of and this should give Titans fans hope that they're not going to and I don't know whether the next you know, era of football for Titans is going to work, but damn sure we figured out that this era of football for the Tennessee Titans with Derrick Henry and John Robinson has a ceiling and the ceiling doesn't work when
0: pressure is applied. Like we saw yesterday. So the Titans had an opportunity with a certain decision to adapt Right to make that adaptation that you're talking about that Alabama did, that Nick Saban did, with the hiring of Kiffin and the opening up. The Titans had that opportunity, but they were stuck within a rock and a hard place. I'll, I'll go through that again. We'll go down memory lane a little bit, but first tell us all about Farm Bureau Health Plans.
2: Yeah, fbhp.com. Plan on them for health, dental, and vision. 200 plus locations across the state of Tennessee. Farm Bureau Health Plans has helped me, and it can help you. I changed my plan at the beginning of this year, and man, I've been reaping the benefits each and every month. It's 20% less than I was paying before every single month, and I get better coverage. I get a contact allowance. I get free teeth cleanings. I just have better – I get teledoc conferences for free because it's included in my plan. And that's just me. If you have a family and you've got a wife and kids, they have plans for you as well. Visit FBHP.com slash A to Z. That's Farm Bureau Health Plans of Tennessee.
0: Also, don't forget, download the BetMGM app. I'm rocking the BetMGM shirt because yesterday I won three out of my four bets. How about that? One a parlay, a four-leg uh, uh, parlay in pro football yesterday hit Austin Hooper over 20 and a half receiving yards hit Derrick Henry over 12 and a, uh 20 and a half receiving yards for a Hooper Henry was 12 and a half uh missed a, a one game parlay with the Titans game though but hey betmgm sign up with the uh app use our code ATOZ SPORTS and you get a risk free bet up to $1000 with your first bet on pro football it's a great way to jump aboard the Bet MGM train so I do want to get to uh, you know your analogy Zach I, I like it. Of Nick Saban felt the need to adapt his offense with the growing new age of college football, and he did that with the hiring Elaine Kiffin, and he moved on from quarterbacks who can't throw, like uh, you know John Parker Wilson and Phil Sims, right? Like remember those two guys? Greg there?
2: McElroy. I mean, yeah. you know, yeah. they're there,
0: right? For sure. So um, the Titans had an opportunity to make a decision in the spring of 2020 to adapt their offense. But the rock and the hard place they were stuck between was Derrick Henry's expiring contract. So if you go back to February slash March of 2020, Derrick Henry carried the Titans to an AFC championship appearance, right? We know that he was phenomenal and he's been phenomenal since then, but there was a lot of talk. Do the Titans go after Tom Brady? or the Titans stick with Derrick Henry which means Ryan Tannehill at quarterback. Tom Brady and Derrick Henry, I don't think that works. I don't think that I I think cuz I think if you pick Derrick Henry to go with Tom Brady, then you're not you're you're going to have to pick the offense to be about one of them. Because if you want the offense to be about the quarterback, which would be the correct decision, the offense being about the quarterback is the correct move. And Tom Brady his offense would not be the right offense for Derrick Henry.
2: I did. I I've watched every single play that Tom Brady has played since that decision. Austin, and you're wrong here because uh, Tom Brady. The reason why he's failing as much as he is this year, he has zero running game, like zero. They passed the ball 50 times a-, a damn game. That that is the issue. So I I disagree adamantly with okay. that. Just because I've seen what Tom Brady does and what he needs, I think, and I said that. That it would work wonders they absolutely now as I happy went to the bucks yeah hell yeah but it, it, the titans didn't even try and i think that's your point is they chose ryan Tannehill because of the previous year but damn tom brady and derrick henry now i know they won the super bowl literally the following year yeah in and, Tampa. I'm, and
0: i'm not saying the titans would have won a super bowl with brady I, but I don't he's played know.
2: three years yeah but so, my here's
0: but zach my point is the Titans did not have an, they did not take the opportunity to find out about Tom Brady because they felt the need to attach themselves to Derrick Henry, who was the face of their franchise. If the Titans decided to go away from Derrick Henry as the face of the franchise and as the motor, the engine of the team and go with the correct adaptation of NFL football, they would have gotten smoked by their fans and for moving on from Derrick Henry.
2: You have Tom Brady, Austin. Everybody comes to Tennessee. You're not dealing with trading for an old Julio Jones. Look at the like trickle-down effect, Austin. This is where you got to go back in time a little bit, a little bit yeah. more. Yeah. You get all of these players. Players want to play for Tom Brady and Mike Vrabel. It is the dynamic duo. That's what I was screaming from the rooftops during that offseason. And they early on said no, but no, you're you're misreading this. Everybody wants to come to Tennessee now because it's a part of a great culture. John Robinson probably still has a job. Look, this is I all agree. hindsight 2020, but Tom Brady works. I know. I know he works. I, I he know he's he with There, Derrick Henry took a team friendly deal. I, I'm aware. You with had him. the money. You paid, you gave up a second round pick and paid Julio Jones. God knows how amount. amount. You make it work. There is Again, enough money on the books my, my, out my entire there to point, make that work.
0: My entire point is that you brought up Alabama, Nick Saban, adapting. The Titans had an opportunity to do that and adapt and switch towards a quarterback first offense. They chose to remain with a Derrick Henry first offense in March of 2020. They could have done
2: both, though. Like, but they chose not to have their cake and eat it. But they
0: didn't. They didn't because they left the party. They didn't because of what Derrick Henry just did, right? You're coming off the heels of epic performances in the playoffs from Derrick Henry, and you think this continues to work. And then you don't realize in that moment that the ceiling with that mindset is lower than the ceiling with the Tom Brady-led offense or the quarterback-led offense. That's they the point. You understand, thought you understand that, my point? The, yeah, the I main, do. Yes, that's I my do. main
2: point. I understand. I, they definitely thought that their defense could, could improve because that year's defense was bad. Harold Landry was dropping back in coverage, and they got killed. But for what they should have known, is Ryan Tannehill's ceiling. Like, we all knew that. there's a reason why Ryan Tannehill, like there are no like complete and utter success stories like that. Alex Smith was the only example that we had and he still fell short. Like we knew like history repeats itself. It's pretty like, I mean, common. Look at the history of football and the NFL. There are two, there are a couple of anomalies, Joe Flacco and Nick Foles. But besides that elite quarterbacks win in this league, Matthew Stafford, Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, it's, it's the facts. And they had an opportunity. They had an, uh, and he is not an elite quarterback. Ryan Tannehill is not elite. He never will be elite. He at times has played elite, but he will never be that Tom Brady was. And so they did mess up that year. I I mean, I, yeah, right. That's hindsight. Right. Here's the other thing. That's not the reason why John Robinson got fired. The reason no. why John Robinson fi- got fired is the years after yes. of the bad draft picks. Right. The bad draft picks and AJ Brown. Those are the two things that you can look. I mean, and that again, that is it.
0: Last week when you were out, we sent. Well, I diagnosed the first domino of John Robinson's failures, and it was after franchise tagging Henry and signing Tannehill. You know, you can live with that if you continue to make good decisions afterwards, but the Vic Beasley signing, that was the first thing. That was the first sign of, oh man, J-Rob got duped by Vic Beasley, who he shares an agent with, right? He got duped
2: three times. Yeah. Like big time duped. He got duped by Vic Beasley. He got duped by Kevin Dodd and he got duped by Isaiah Wilson. These are massive dupes. These are like, Amy's writing checks just to throw away. She might as well throw them on a, a stripper in Miami.
0: No, I mean, I, I would, I would replace Kevin Dobb with Jadavian Clowney. I would add. He got duped by Kevin Dobb. Yeah, I know, but that was his first draft as a GM. Like, you know, y- y- he no, no, Austin, no, no, no. No,
2: he, this, I, man, look, I, this man came in here and says, we're finding guys that love football. And he literally drafted a guy that said he didn't love football six months after he I,
0: I'm not saying I excused it's the draft. It's a dupe.
2: Name. You have to I count mean, that as a dupe. No, I, so I, four I don't. four dupes.
0: I, I have it separated from what we're talking about here. Because when you get
2: fired, you don't separate. There's four dupes. I'll I'll give you credit for Jadavian Clowney because I forgot about years, his There ass.
0: were four years in between that. that. There were, Kevin Dodd was, like, you, you had moved a dupe on. A is a You a had recovered. Dupe. Huh? A dupe is a dupe. No, I understand, but I'm talking about after the the AFC title game, where I believe John Robinson got a little cocky and believed in himself a little too much, and went out there and got duped by Beasley, Wilson, and Clowney. Those three dupes cost you a first round pick and twenty two million dollars in one year Well, his for, first for dupe zero was for zero production. That's that's I'm focusing on that. I'm not focusing on. 2016's draft, where yeah, he whiffed and made a massive mistake with a 33rd overall pick on Kevin Dodd, but they they recovered from that. What they did not recover from was the three dupes in 2020.
2: Well, if Kevin Dodd would have worked out, then some of that they wouldn't have need Vic Beasley or jadevian Clowney. Right? Look at the past. It starts. It where it starts. Find the original problem. The original problem, and, and uh, is is Kevin freaking Dodd? Yes. If Kevin again, Dodd works as a second round pick, it's a high pick. This yes. is the beginning of the it second was the, round. It, it was might as well a been a first, first round, pick. round pick. Right. Again, so let's put that on his plate. That's the reason it's why he got Not off fired.
0: his plate. It's just in a different conversation oh, than what I'm trying to have. Should
2: be me. honestly at the center. That is the meat of the meat and potatoes.
0: Uh, I I think you Dodd. can give. I think you give a GM in his first year gra- a little bit of grace for drafting Kevin Dodd when in that same draft, he also got Derrick Henry and Kevin Byers. It's
2: a first round pick though, essentially.
0: Essentially, it's, yeah, the 33rd pick. It's a very valuable pick. I'm not disagreeing with that, Zach, but the point is, like, not at, like go look at a lot of draft picks from 25 to 35. A lot of players don't pan out. Never I forget
2: Dodd. It. Never forget I'm Dodd. not I wanna...
0: forgetting it. I'm just saying that's not the reason that John Robinson got fired. It was well, a snowball.
2: The- you get fired because the snowball runs you over at the end of the hill, but the snowball has to be created at the top.
0: If he didn't mess up 2020's off season, then nobody would give a damn what Kevin died.
2: Uh, well, he wasted money. You're still on your record, right? The second you take a job, your resume starts. Like you start with all of your mistakes and all of the miscues that you have. It's just how the world works. And it caught up to him. I want to read some, Lunchbox money. Yeah. Um, So Philip says, and this is a while ago, and we got off on this, but I I did save some of them. He says, the worst realizing how stubborn Vrabel is, he's at a crossroads to make common sense changes like relieving Downing, which you've been preaching for, and benching Dennis Daly. He'd rather lose doing it his way by making the fan than making what the fans want. Let's, we'll omit that last part. But what do you think (laughs) about he'd rather lose doing it his way?
0: I don't think Mike Vrabel would prefer to lose in any way. (laughs) I just don't buy it there. I'm sorry. I just don't. I I mean, is Mike Vrabel stubborn? Yes. Or is every NFL head coach stubborn? Absolutely. Uh, But I I don't think I agree with, he would rather lose his way than win. Mike Vrabel wants to win every damn game he's in.
2: Yeah. I agree with you. Mike Vrabel.
0: Wants to win if he's playing connect four at a bar on Saturday night on Broadway, like I was doing this past weekend. Mike Vrabel doesn't care about it his way. He just wants to freaking win.
2: And you know what? I'm giving the love of the show to Kendall. Uh there's some lunchbox money, but it's a good comment. And this is a great NBA analogy. Compare this to the Milwaukee Bucks. Giannis Style can't win a championship, so they adapted around him. And they did. They added holiday and they added Chris Milton was there, right? Yeah. So they gave the, him the pieces. And then, well, you know, they got corner three guys. They helped him. The Titans should have done the same thing with Derrick Henry. Is it too late? I think it's getting there. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, realistically, Derrick Henry has one more year left to go on his contract. You've got like one more last raw, I think, with, with Derrick Henry. I don't know how much you can change around him now that you fired your general manager.
0: Yeah, again, there's a lot of off-season conversations that we're going to have about Derrick Henry, if that's still the correct direction to go, about the money they have to free up to go get other people and then fix the offensive line and fix the wide receiver room so that a Derrick Henry-led offense can still work. I mean, there's just so many layers to this thing it's the biggest onion you've ever seen but the it's it's layers
2: but it's simple they failed to put the correct wide receiving core and tight ends around Derrick Henry and Ryan Tannehill that's it they basically like the right no the right I didn't say they didn't put anybody but the right wide receivers and the right tight ends around Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry Anthony Furkser is not the right tight end. No. We found out that that neither is some of the others that they went to war with that. Jeff year. Swain. Right? Uh, Michael Jeff Pruitt.
0: Sw- yeah, well, Michael Pruitt was always a third guy. Michael Pruitt was a great third tight end. Honestly, think about it. Michael Pruitt did his job as a third tight end.
2: But, That's not his fault. But no, th- but Michael Pruitt had to do more because they didn't pick. The right tight end to start, right? Yeah, but again, but it's a that's snowball. not
0: Michael Pruitt's fault. That, it's
2: John Robinson's.
0: Yeah, I, I know, I know. So that, but that's what that's, I'm saying. So here's the here's the and we're getting off on a lot of different conversations because that's just how the season's gonna be. It's always gonna revert to the John Robinson mistakes at this point. Because the Titans had two drafts and two free agency three free agency classes to get right this year. And how many times on the offensive line and wide receiver in the draft class of 2020 and 2021 did they miss? At those two position groups, wide receiver and O-line, in 2020's draft and 21's draft, they missed every shot at those two positions.
2: And you could even say they missed to this point in the 2022 Traylon Burks has been riddled with injuries all year. Uh, their other guy, you know, from UCLA. Kyle Phillips. Phillips, he's been hurt the entire time. So you could even wrangle and put yeah, them but, in this. But again, no, I'm, like, I'm talking about up until the point of his firing. I'm not talking about the future of those guys. Those guys will have an no. opportunity. But up into the point, they he drafted those two guys this year to help Ryan Tannehill, and neither of them have.
0: Yeah, but again, they had to draft guys this year because of the previous mistakes. Like let's go through 2020 Isaiah Wilson. You can throw Darrington Evans in this whiffs at those at, you know, playmaker and offensive lineman complete whiffs in the 2020 class. Then you've got 21's class of again, offensive lineman and offensive playmaker, absolute whiffs in Dylan Radins and Dez Fitzpatrick. Those are terrible. Absolutely terrible. And those are like considered somewhat high draft picks. Des Fitzpatrick was a fourth rounder, but he was like pick 109. You can get legitimate players. The Lions got one three picks later with Amon Ross St. Brown.
2: All right, Austin. I, I didn't I wasn't on the show last week when it happened. What's the biggest mistake John Robinson made
0: in Let's his see. Titans well, tenured? Um it was the you know the individually. What was the singular
2: biggest mistake that John Robinson made in his Titans tenure?
0: Well, you know, I answered with the failure to bounce back from the Isaiah Wilson. miss. that was my answer on the show was the failure to bounce back. And we, we asked this prior to AJ Brown trade again. That's why I asked you to to clarify the question. Yeah, no, but
2: now we're, it was a full line of work. So,
0: So if you're in again,
2: what, if you're putting I'm going AJ- to say that I'm going to state it very clearly. I just want an answer. What is the singular biggest mistake of John Robinson's Titans tenure as general manager of the franchise?
0: Well, it's trading AJ Brown away. Yes, that's obvious. I. And
2: I told you guys that the second effing happened. And Noah, and again, lunchbox money. And look, we this is for Sam, right? We got to take him to damn Ruth. Chris. I tried, but, I tried last week. Yeah, and then John Robinson got fired. Uh, not sure if you guys reported this talking about the offer that AJ with incentives, Austin, I'm taking a victory lap. it what John Robinson did to AJ Brown was embarrassing. he lowballed the hell out of him. and that's the reason why he got fired. Can you now admit that he lowballed the hell out of AJ Brown. We now know more about the situation than we ever have. In the history of the situation, do we believe that? Do we believe that, we believe that report? Yeah, yes, because he because AJ
0: Brown recognized that he offered sixteen million. million. Hold on, but again, like let's let's be let's be careful with this. Do we believe the the report that came out over the weekend about that? Like we have to remember. Uh, no, I
2: believe that he was lowballed.
0: That's fine. Like, and I, and I now watched.
2: you are sitting here telling me, Austin, that the singular biggest mistake in John Robinson's Titans tenure is this situation. That's the point. Is John Robinson, if he would have just signed A.J. Brown like he should have, like everybody wanted him to, then he would still have a job. Like, literally, he would still have a job. And the Titans would have another franchise player to bridge the gap after Derrick Henry starts to wear down. It was the biggest mistake of his life, of his, of his
0: career. It was... It was a negotiation that went very wrong. He
2: negotiates. Uh, yeah. And <laughs> he's in charge of the negotiation. I, I don't, I'm not disagreeing with that. So, but now we can know how, and you, you want me to stop talking about AJ Brown for the last six months. Everybody's like, he's over. It's over, man. Just, just shut your mouth, dude. It's over. He's gone. He's gone to Philly. It. No, it's the bingle. It's the biggest single mistake. That John Robinson made in his Titans tenure. That's why I didn't shut the hell up about it.
0: Uh, okay. Yes, it is the biggest mistake of his of his tenure. There's no doubting that. And I, again, I hesitate to believe the report that came out over the weekend because of the the reports oblivious. It the it was botched. That's yes, the, the negotiation was botched. But who botched it?
2: John Robinson initially. No, John Robinson, period. John Robinson's the man who doesn't have a job. A.J. Brown single-handedly outperforming the Tennessee Titans wide receiving core. There's a huge separation. All right. Let's just all be right. honest. So, Call let's... a spade a spade. There's there's two different sides of it. One man is jobless. The other man plays for the best team in the NFL
0: and is dominating single-handedly. All right, John Robinson botched the negotiation. I, Thank you. I, I agree. Boy, that's all I, I want. I also believe... <sighs> that John Robinson expected A.J. Brown's side of things to negotiate in better faith than what happened.
2: I don't disagree with that. But the first term, that makes me breathe a, I am, hallelujah, hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, good Lord. I've been waiting to hear you say that for literally eight months. That is, because that is a correct. You're correct on both sides. The first portion of your statement is absolute truth. Your second portion is absolute truth. I didn't deny that A.J. Brown was no saint in this. Good Lord. Like, and neither was his agency. But his agent, he's reaping the benefit and the praises of CAA because of where he ended up. And John Robinson ended up without a job.
0: And and again, I, I go back to the Vic Beasley thing. I think John Robinson got a little too comfortable, cocky, arrogant, whatever you want to call it, a little too comfortable with certain agents, right? Because John Robinson is a CAA client. Vic Beasley had the exact same CAA agent as John Robinson. AJ Brown is a CAA client under Tory Dandy. I think John Robinson got a little too comfortable with working under that and expected a smoother negotiation from both sides and he got burned by it because he got a little greedy.
2: When you negotiate with Diva wide receivers, don't expect that. That was stupid. That was dumb. You had Debo Samuel that had just asked for a trade, right? Before you traded A.J. Brown, Debo Samuel openly said, I want to be traded. DK Metcalf was doing the same damn thing. Did he not know the history of the league? Did he not read, throw me the damn ball by Keyshawn Johnson? (laughs) Like, this has been happening for a long, 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 long time. And so like, that was his mistake. And then, you know, Andre brings up not resigning any first rounders followed by AJ. We are all in agreement that a lot of things led up to this. And I also think a a little sprinkle of base salt of Jeffrey Simmons talking to a random guy this during the season saying that basically the Titans said, we don't know if we can pay you. That was like, now that's an indictment on Amy and I'm strong because Amy is the one that's cutting the checks. She should be able to say whether they that she could pay or not. And that's not John and, Robinson.
0: And that's why my reaction to the Jeffrey Simmons story from the Athletic, I believe it was the Athletic earlier this year saying was it was putting the Titans in a really ugly spot publicly because it aired the Titans dirty laundry. That's what Jeffrey Simmons did. Whether he meant to or not, he put the Titans in a really bad spot. Um, and yeah, they have
2: a lot of dirty laundry. What we found out: everybody, is,
0: every NFL ownership has a lot of dirty laundry.
2: Yeah, but the guy at the laundromat just got canned.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's uh, the difference. Oh man, I did see uh, something I thought was funny. Orlando C A A A R P H C. I don't care. Pay AJ Brown.
2: That's that. That's a. Man, that's a that's almost the love of the show. I already gave the love of the show, but that's real, recognized, real right there, Orlando.
0: Yeah. All right. So let's let's move on from the uh, AJ Brown or uh, the AJ Brown slash John Robinson side of things S- slightly. We we do want to play you guys a video uh, from Jeffrey Simmons about the firing of John Robinson. But first, Zach, tell everybody about Wilson County Hyundai.
2: Yeah, Wilson County Hyundai is where you need to go to get your next ride. We actually had. A listener reached out to us because he had a Hyundai, he wasn't getting the right service at another dealership in Nashville, send him to Payne Bone. That's what I was like, hey, I texted Payne, I was like, look, we got to help this guy and we gave him the number, we facilitated it, and Wilson County Hyundai is always going to be there for Hyundai owners or potential Hyundai owners. Go there, quick trip down I-40 exit 236, go online to wilsoncountyhyundai.com, look at their inventory. And man, you get the Palisade, the Sonata, the Elantra, the Santa Fe, the Ionic, which is battery powered. All those other vehicles are fuel efficient. The Ionic doesn't need fuel. It's powered by straight energy, baby. High energy. That's what you're going to get at Wilson County Hyundai. That's wilsoncountyhunday.com.
0: Also, download the BetMGM app. Use our code ATOZ Sports when you sign up and you get a risk free bet on pro football up to $1,000. You can use that the rest of the, yeah, for what, four? Weeks left in the regular season before we get to playoff time, where that gets really fun. So it's perfect to jump on the BetMGM train with Zach and I with our code ATOZ Sports. You get a risk free bet up to $1,000 with your first bet on pro football. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions, 21 or older. Tennessee, only new custom offer. All promotions, subject qualification, eligible requirements. awards, issued acknowledgeable for bets to start credit. Free bets expire in seven days for plumbing Game of Sport Call Tennessee Redline 800 889 9789. So let's ask this question. Uh, here to you guys, and then we'll play uh, Jeffrey Simmons. Did the John Robinson firing have a negative impact on the Titans' uh, performance on the field? And then let's hear from uh, Big Jeff himself.
1: I mean, apparently they wanted more than us. They made more plays downfield. So, they, I mean, we turned over the ball four or five times. We didn't get no turnover. I mean, we got our ass kicked, simple as that. Do you feel like just
0: this week adversity at all kind of came in play in this game at all?
1: No, I mean, I don't feel like it, I don't feel like it, it did and, and it shouldn't. I mean, John Robinson not out there playing football for us. I mean, he made the decision, but we out there playing football. I mean, like I said, defensively, I mean, we, we got to stop giving up to all these players. I mean, we got to affect the quarterback apparently better. And um, I mean, we got to cover better, simple as that. I mean, we got to tackle and whatever it may be. We They wanted more than us today, I mean, apparently. So, I mean, I don't know how else to put it. So
0: Jeffrey Simmons there, did the firing of John Robinson impact the Titans on the field? Uh, Jake says yes, like he said it would. Uh, Bradley says, I think it, he thinks it did. Rooney says no. Antoine says no. Sheila John says no. Jeff says no. They suck no matter what. Pistol <laughs> said no. Uh, Ashley says uh, no. The game confirmed exactly why John Robinson was fired. Uh, So, Zach, what do you think? Uh, Did that have, did the firing have any impact on the Titans on the field yesterday?
2: Yeah, I think it did. I don't think it was a massive impact, but it was in the back of their minds. It's a distraction. It's like what happens in the Super Bowl. Titans hadn't been in a long time, but you got a two week stretch to not F up. Because that's what the media's job is. And that's what all is to create distractions, right? Hey, let's go out and party. Hey, are you going to do what your job is intended to be and get right? And I do think yes. I mean, my answer is yes, because I think it did. Um, Because that's impactful. You know, the boss, the boss that hired you just got fired. And you being everybody on the team. Everybody. Every Everybody. single person had been affected by John Robinson in a positive way because he obviously brought him to the team and paid him money or whatever. But, yeah, it definitely was a distraction. They didn't play well. And and here's, the I think, the reason why. If they would have just gotten beat just like, you know, smash mouth football, boom, 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 then I think you live with that. But the Titans shot themselves in the foot. We already established that three out of the four turnovers were the Tennessee Titans' fault. Something was affected.
0: Yeah. I because you're right. You know, and, and I heard um I heard a former GM talk about the relationship that you have with players that you sign and players that you draft. <clears throat> and that's a real thing, right? Because the player feels indebted to that GM for believing in them. Changing their life, changing their family's life and and giving them an opportunity to play in the NFL like that and, and somebody is responsible for saying i think you are worthy on being our football team and making whatever the contract says there's there is a, uh, an attachment to that player in gm just like there's an attachment to the player and the coach i i don't think it had an impact on them until it did and here's what i mean by that they came out looking pretty good Titans defense go down there touchdown. Flea flicker, yeah. Like the Titans offense put a big time drive together, scores a touchdown. They get a stop. They come back. They fumble, and then all of a sudden, oh no, we do suck. Like oh no, this what when the mistakes started, that's when I think it affected them by saying, this is why the guy who hired us lost his job, because it started hot. I was sitting there at the end of the first quarter. I was like, holy crap. Like, that was a pretty, I mean, look, the Dennis Daly fumble, you kind of expect that from Dennis Daly at this point. But this team looks pretty good. Derek Henry had 96 rushing yards in the first half. They scored two touchdowns in the red zone. In, I'm sorry, the first quarter. I was like, man, this team's got something going here. They, they seem inspired by this. And then turnover, mistake, penalty, turnover, missed tackle. Oh, no. This is why we suck. This is why John Robinson got fired and then that snowball happened in their brain and they lost control over it. So that's my answer. It didn't until it did. I, and, I, and it I sounds ridiculous, that. but I think I think it makes sense.
2: So Amber brought up for the first time for the first time ever this I don't know why I hadn't thought of this. I just assumed things were going to happen, but Amber, I thank you for bringing this up. Because I now, I think I have a different opinion on this. And this is big off-season topic, so we're not going to get into it today or probably not until the off-season. But Amber brought this up, and now I think much differently after John Robinson is fired. If Jeffrey Simmons gets traded, what's the return? Is it three first-round picks? Now, Amber says, rather keep them. But I don't think I'm at that point yet. So I am open-minded when it comes to now Jeffrey Simmons. Before Hmm. last week, I think I was like, yeah, you pay him. I mean, he's one of the best. I mean, he's a generational talent. But the Titans are not in the same situation that they were. You know, because the road has changed. The crossroads, the road has moved. And there's a different, or will be, a different person behind the wheel.
0: Yeah, so... My initial answer to that is he does. <clears throat> you don't get three first round picks. Quarterbacks don't get three first round picks a lot of the time.
2: Austin, the times they are changing, my friend. No, I, 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 He's a generational talent. No,
0: I, I don't, again, I don't disagree with that. I, I just don't think three first round picks is reasonable uh, because of what quarterbacks go for. So here's, here's what I have to say to this, because I, there have to we have to see about nine other decisions. Yes, that have to be made before you can actually decide what's the right Jeffrey Simmons decision.
2: Correct, but nine. it's Minimum. still on the table. Though I think it's more on the table than it ever has been. Now you have to make opinion. a
0: decision. Who's the GM? You have to make a decision on Tannehill Henry bud dupree robert woods uh who else uh, zach cunningham taylor Lewan,
2: your boy hooper
0: nate davis david long there's nine austin hooper there's 10 so you've got a minimum minimum 10 decisions you have to make before you even get to that point no you're right
2: and uh
0: Autry, 12 Oh
2: yeah. And that's look, and somebody else is gonna have to do it. And I haven't made my answer. I haven't said blow it up. Downing. And hon- and, <laughs> and honky yeah,
0: yeah. I honky talk says Zach
2: wants the offense and defense to suck. No, I want the offense to not suck. Yeah. That I'm tired of it. I, I I've I've grown thin. I have. I I'm after last year's playoff game, I'm done. And I said that on that postgame show, and I've stayed consistent since then. Yep. And what yep. do you know? It's been the truth. I, exactly. I haven't made my decision, but Amber, I appreciate you bringing that topic up because I had never thought about that before today.
0: All right. Uh, we got to lay down the law. Then we're going to get to our Monday Ask Me Anything. I'm I don't know if down. we have
2: time for it. We can push Ask Me Anything.
0: All right. That's fine. I'll lay down the law. I've got something to lay down uh, here on this Monday show. But first, let me tell you guys about Hughes and Coleman. They are the official injury lawyers. All of the Tennessee Titans, if you've been injured in a car wreck, you need to go to Hughes and & Coleman and give them a call for a free case consultation. Their phone number is as easy as it gets. 800-800-4600. 800-800-4600. Uh, they've recovered over $1 billion, with a B dollars for their clients across the state of Tennessee and in Kentucky over 30-plus years of serving you. So, if you unfortunately get injured in a car wreck, that's where you need to go. 800-800-4600 for a free case consultation. Hughes and Coleman Injury Lawyers Principal Office, Nashville, Tennessee.
2: Also, Gino, look, we're not ignoring you. Uh, like, I just want to clarify this. There is tons of people, thousands of comments that have been done. It's no slight to you. It, I, I did see that comment, so you're recognized. And Gino, I would tell you to go to BetMGM right now. And, you know, if you're sad about it, then maybe make a wager and win some money to get happy. A to Z sports right there. Promo code. They're the king of the sports book, but that's the real deal. Gina, we're not any comments. I mean, we read a ton of comments today. There's thousands of comments. We appreciate those comments. And this, we, we talked so much Titans that we didn't even get to an end of show topic. I mean, that tells you how, how the show went. Right. So, and I thought it was a damn good show. We covered a lot of different things from possibly trading Jeffrey Simmons to holding Mike Vrabel accountable and vice versa. Right. So, uh, I thought we've covered a lot of topics today.
0: Yes. All right. So laying down the law presented by Hughes and Coleman. Zach, I said it on the post-game show yesterday, and I'm going to say it again. I'm laying down the law. Todd Downing needs to be relieved of his play calling duties. He can stay in the building. He can help game plan. He can help coach during the week, but they have to figure out what they have in Tim Kelly because Todd Downing, I think you know what he is and who he is as a play caller. He's established that. The Titans are 7 and 6, that's 13 games. Last year Todd Downing called 18 games worth of plays. You've got enough sample size on Todd Downing as a play caller for this franchise. It's not all his fault, but a lot of it is. Like there's some stupid things that are completely un- unnecessary throughout this entire season that Todd Downing has stepped in it for this Titans offense. The Malik Willis third and one play. The Chig third and one play. uh, The direct snap trick play to Derrick Henry down 19 points after he gained negative eight yards on the third quarter. There's a lot of things that go into Todd Downing's situational uh, gaffes that have really lost him the chance to finish this season as the play caller for me. Tim Kelly, you've got to figure out what you have in Tim Kelly, just like Amy Adam Strunk is trying to figure out what Ryan Cowden can do as the interim GM and four games plus maybe a fifth playoff game. That's enough to at least learn something about Tim Kelly to set yourself up for the future. That's me laying down the law.
2: I think we're going to talk more about that either tomorrow or the next day. And we'll find out if Mike Vrabel speaks about it today, right around high noon, because it's Monday press conference. Uh, and it, it, to see if any change is going to happen. Um, I think I think the truest statement that you said was, "We know now what he is. Now it's up to the people and the powers that be to say we're going to continue to roll with what we know, or we're going to find something different."
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, and I do think that that could be theme of the show—a turning point, if you may. To try to get the Titans out of this rut and the three game losing streak that they're on heading to LA this Sunday against the Chargers.
0: Yeah. And Dom says, uh, Kelly's already in the building and hasn't made an impact. Again, like we don't, we can't know what impact Tim Kelly has or hasn't made. We know that the play calling is under the job responsibility and description of Todd Downing as offensive play caller. I don't think a lot of times the game plan is bad. I think at times, stupid play calls and stubbornness from the play calling philosophy puts the Titans in a situation they can't overcome because of the personnel. Hence first and 10 incomplete pass. That's okay. Throw it again. Do not second and 10 run into the teeth of a nine-man box to set up third and 10 where you get sacked for five-yard loss. Because that scenario has happened countless times through 13 games this season. The second and 10 run that just sacrifices a down and 50 seconds on the clock
2: for no reason. Well, it's being who they are. And what I've said, they, they are, they need to change who they are. Yes. And I think Amy Armstrong believes that, which is a good thing.
0: And for everybody saying, for everybody saying that Amy needs a Twitter so she can hear what all is being said about her team, she knows what's being said about her football team. She knows. People tell her. What is everybody knows. Everybody. Everybody knows. knows. That's, a, t- that's knows. a
2: TikTok. That's a TikTok. Oh
0: well. That's, <laughs> I don't spend much time on TikTok.
2: <laughs> everybody knows. I'll oh let the TikTokers in the comments laugh
0: okay there you go all right guys that uh, we're gonna we're gonna punt on ask me anything uh for uh the day and we'll we'll circle back to that maybe on maybe later on this week or we just got too much football too much titan stuff to do at this point so a uh, great show today we appreciate all you guys before you go give the show a thumbs up if you're watching on facebook or youtube give the show a thumbs up give us a like because that helps out a lot in the algorithm there and also don't forget A lot of great content still coming your way throughout the day on our social media channels, especially our YouTube channel where Sam Fain will be at the Mike Rabel Press Conference and Buck Rising Live tonight at 8 p.m. for A to Z Sports Primetime. Zach and I will be back tomorrow morning. Actually, I won't be in LA tomorrow morning. Got an appointment, got a meeting tomorrow morning. But uh, morning show live Tuesday at 8, and we'll talk to you guys later on. Appreciate it as always.
2: Adios.